Germany, 377 medals. Norway, 329 medals. Russia, 314 medals. These are the countries at the summit of Winter Olympic success. This show is not about those countries. This show is about the little guys. The underdogs. The athletes with a pocket full of dreams and everything to prove. This is Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, cul-de-sac to Korea. Mesdames et messieurs, comment ça va? Voyez-vous lever pour l'hymne national de l'Hongrie? Ladies and gentlemen, how are you? Please stand for the national anthem of Hungary. Welcome to Medallica, Colin Minnows versus the world, Colin Cul-de-sac to Korea, Hungary, the toast of the Minnow world. Yes. Wow. What a drought. Absolutely shattered. For those of you who've been living in a fucking cave, Hungary, gold medal, Winter Olympics, first ever last night in the men's 5,000 metre short track speed skating relay. It was amazing because as we as we found out, what Hungary's been to every games since nineteen twenty four. Is that right? Absolutely. Just to give you a fucking idea, ninety four year wait for a gold medal. Good lord, they hey. they have been to twenty three Winter Olympic games. Jesus. Well, how's this for you? Only thirty six nations before Hungary had won their gold medal. Only thirty six nations out of ninety two that are here in Pyeongchang have ever won a gold medal. Yeah. So the odds of this happening. Were fucking huge. Well, they were. They were very long. Yeah, yeah, As, yeah. I agree. Lo- it, yeah, sure. Is that the is that the parlance? I think I don't bet a lot. Yep. I think the I think the odds were long. Fine. Good. <laughs> Hungary. <laughs> just to break it down for you, were not a good chance of doing this. No. Terrible. But at the same time. Holy shit, did they go fucking bananas when they won. Oh, man, he just didn't know what to do with his hands. It was like, it was Ricky Bobby, the guy who crossed the line for them. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lou, one of the, one of the Lou's that's on, there's a, there's a team of brothers, because there's brothers on the team. Yeah, so there's, so there's two, there's two brothers. I didn't realise that one of them was dating, um, at least Christie. At least Christie from the Great, Great Britain. Britain team, who's mm. had an absolute mare of a games, but, oh, yeah. uh, she, she basically jumped the, uh, the foam barrier, uh, like, uh, a kid trying to get into field day with a fucking pocket full of pills. Yeah, but she also had a bloody cast on because she did an absolute number on herself. So she's thrown caution to the wind with that injury and just jumped the barrier. And he's gone and kissed her like it's that famous end of the war photo. Absolutely. Or it's that they're both ancient people in the notebook. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on which <laughs> reference you want. But, but also, I'm not surprised she did that. Uh, not the kissing part, obviously. I'm aware That's of how, how relationships works. works. Yeah, but uh, but the jumping the fence. If you're a if you're a speed skater and it's the Olympics and you just broke your foot, I mean, you don't have shit to do for a while. Yeah, like your your job effectively is over for a bit. Yeah, no, totally. And it's uh, 
But geez, it, it, it was just, it was amazing to watch because we watched it here while oh, we were God. commentating it because we were just so hungover because Soju is the goddamn devil. It's, it's like, uh, all of the worst things that you could imagine on the planet blended up and fed to you through a fucking spoon. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's gross. Awful. It's really, really bad. And, uh, so we were commentating a bunch of events. I think it's fair to say, before this clip, we were not expecting this. No, we, we were we were doing this to uh, effectively just pass time before we passed out. Yeah, and when this and we ha- wanted to get some value out of something we were doing. Yeah, ex- exactly. We were just search- we were two hacks searching for meaning in a sea of mediocrity. Yeah, and then sometimes you just hit gold. Oh wow! Yeah, you do. Check this out. Jeez, the Canadians look good. Yeah, very solid from Canada. Hungarian settled into second. They'll be okay. This second, made it short track. Anything could happen. I don't know. It's time. Always find a way. To... Two laps to go. Two laps. That's... Just settled. Settled into second. Settled into second. Oh, oh hold on! Around the inside, the Hungarians made a move. Made a move. Oh. They've hit the front ring. Oh, there's last one lap to go. One lap. His arms are going oh. harder than a Bondi gym junkie. Hold son. He's hold got son. forty meters. Thirty meters to go. Twenty. Ten. Go, Hungary! Go. Who waited 94 oh. years for this? Here it is. Oh. <laughs> it is immense hearing that back. I I'm pretty sure I lost my voice after that. Yeah, we we had an interesting cross, our final cross to Triple J this morning, and we were both a bit hoarse because not only do uh, the maids of the hotel that we're staying in not want to clean our room anymore, but our neighbours have all requested I'm, to be put in different rooms. I'm pretty sure they stopped putting people into the rooms on either side of us. You'd have to after a few days. The noise is so inconsistent. We're oh, either yeah. we're either screaming at four a.m. Yeah, or we're screaming at midnight. Yeah, or we're screaming at three p.m. No one has any fucking idea what's happening. We keep saying you can't come in and clean our room, and you haven't worn pants or a shirt for about four days straight. Yeah, I know it's really tough. Uh, they're getting to the point where I opened the door when the maids came in, and they're just like, "No clean today," and I'm like, "No," and they're like. But clean tomorrow, right? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Because we've had the same sheets for three days. Oh, that's gross. We're, we're gross. <laughs> yeah, we But, are. again, Hungary, congratulations, broke the duck, and also their first medal of any colour at the Winter Olympics since 1980. What? Yeah, 38 years. You kind of expect that from just an absolute pancake of a country. Yeah, they they definitely... They're not set up for it, really. Yeah, no, none of these minnows are. Yeah, like it's yeah. that's that's the thing. That's why it's so fucking amazing. It's the best. Um, but I I would love to say that Budapest is losing its proverbial shit, but I have a feeling that Budapest is not losing its proverbial no, shit. No, I feel like they're just going about life as they always did. I re- I reckon this is maybe not even front page news. There, no, 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 no. It's been relegated to the to the, page, to the editorial sections. <laughs> page five, along with the uh, home housewives with their tits out. Yeah. <laughs> Super part of the Budapest bugle. <laughs> I assume that that's what the paper is that's called. That's what the paper is called. The Budapest bugle. And a yeah. big shout out to our journalistic colleagues at the Budapest bugle. <laughs> so, so, speaking of journalism, we don't know about it, but uh, but isn't it just hard heating when we do? It's it's amazing. We uh, we have somehow forged our way into one of the most sought-after interviews in the sporting world. Mm-hmm. It is a face-to-face, trackside 
exclusive interview with the Nigerian bobsled team. Innovative, world first. Cutting edge. Cutting edge, yeah. It's it's our piece de resistance. I'm it, I'm even surprised that we that we did it. <laughs> I every time I think back to it, I get shivers down my spine thinking about just how the hurdles we had to jump to get it. Yeah, so many hoops. Yep, absolutely. Uh, but we got it. We do it for you guys, and uh, we're dropping it on our Instagram exclusive. You'll see it nowhere else uh, at 4 p.m. Korean time, so 6 p.m. Australian time today, which is Friday the 23rd of February. <laughs> yep. In the year of our Lord, 2018. 2018. <laughs> approximately 2017 <laughs> years after Ted Polglazer's birth. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So... Mido medals. What a what a way to transition in. Oh fuck! First, we, did, we did not think through. We did not. We did what, not have a might happen. We did not have a contingency plan no. at all. Our our actuarial team, aka Rig, yeah. had an absolute shit of a night because what? after yeah. the fucking glory wore off about Hungary winning their first ever gold medal, it was just anger. It was so much fury because. As I made the point to Rig, after we, we were having a toast, we were toasting the Hungarian success and just... Uh, with, with, and with, with water, because again, because, because we were again, super, super hungover. But I went, mate, I have a feeling that when we remove them from the minnow medal tally, because you win a gold medal, yep. you're, you're scrubbed yep. from the records. Scratched. You yep. never existed. It's like black ops. <laughs> yeah. You're out in the field, you die, you're fucking dead to us. Yeah. But... Nameless coffin. Absolutely. That also means... Similar to a doping charge, all the medals they won had to be reallocated. <laughs> yeah. So that was great. It was a great way to spend my night. Thanks again. I went to sleep to the fucking angry tapping of keys. And Rig, as far as I'm concerned, was up until about 2am doing this. Which is great, because I didn't need sleep to do our last live cross on Triple J, did I? No, you you did super well. Yeah, thanks, man. No worries, anyway. buddy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we each have our crosses to bear. Yours is data entry. <laughs> yeah, thanks again. Uh, so, Minnow medals, obviously a bit of a shake-up once Hungary's medals got allocated. New Zealand had hit the top yesterday, oh. if you'll recall, after a huge day on the slopes. Latvia. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <sighs> Might be about they, to change. They've slipped straight into the bride position now with the reallocation of the medals. They're now sitting on 12 gallium, 10 steel, 3 brass for 25 total medals. New Zealand nipping at their heels, 11 gallium, 6 steel and 4 brass. And Andorra crept up into third, 5 gallium, but it's a steep drop-off. 5 yeah. gallium, uh, 1 steel and 1 brass, but I think they'd be really, really happy about the Olympics that they've had. Uh, in terms of minnow medals, i.e., the Olympics that that one bloke has had. Yeah, I mean, it's right. It is right down to the wire, though, and it's going to be right down the wire in the last closing days of competition between Latvia and New Zealand because it is literally it's a song of fire and ice, or uh, only... in this case, a song of ice and snow. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Latvia very good at sliding. Yeah. Uh, the the Kiwis doing their best on the mountain. Absolutely, and we're getting. Some uh, some inside word from some of our sources over in the Olympic Village that the Latvians actually reallocated most of their Winter Olympic resources recently um, to the Hungarian speed skating relay team, knowing that that was their best chance at actually claiming uh, the penthouse back uh, in the minnow medal tally. So it's a, <laughs> it, it's you heard it here first, Latvia. 
yes, they threw all of their own competitors to the dogs <laughs> just to try and up the stakes of the Hungarian relay team. They they were uh, they were they were shipping anything that the Hungarians needed. Turned out it was just an absolute bucket full of goulash every day. <laughs> But the Latvians, they'll do they'll do whatever it takes. Yeah, absolutely. To come, to come second. Yeah, you heard it here first, and you heard it here last. <laughs> so, <laughs> which means we move on to career advisors. It's our broad strokes segment where we cram everything we possibly can uh, that is that is culture, that is just outside of the rink, sports, sporting absolutely. news, the, everything. The, this is this is very similar to the way that apparently you're supposed to eat a Korean meal. Take all of the different shit that you can find. <laughs> mix it mix in. Mix it into a fucking bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and then you say, these don't go together. And then the segment says, shut up and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So first things first. Shut up and eat it. My Shut up and eat it. My fury at data entry last night pales i mean it pales in comparison to the unbridled rage that i had early today you guys have seen you angry we've we've painted quite a picture about how gross our living conditions are uh in this hotel room that it, we've been in for what 15 days and counting it's a labor camp of our own making it sucks right and what we've realized uh, and what i realized is that in my haste to get over here to Korea on the final day because we were doing a whole bunch of filming and other things was that I did not pack enough underpants, enough pairs of undies. So we had to go and find some last night after dinner. Fuck me. What a mission. Oh. I was just like, okay, normally when you're in Australia, right? Or Rigistan, you'll yeah. go to the local Woolies or Coles or yeah. there's Lowe's or there's Bonds or there's like a range of stores where you can pick up like a five pack of trunks and you're set. Basically, anywhere that se- anywhere that sells milk in Australia will normally sell underpants. Yeah. And last night was garbage because oh. we had to walk all the way around Myeongdong, which is a very significant shopping district in Seoul. And Hungover we came up fucking bupkis for a lot of the time. Yeah. And until we went into H&M... And bought a three pack of trunks for seventeen fucking dollars. Yeah, look, it wasn't an optimal outcome. Um, my, I was I was more amused at how fucking angry you were until we got to the checkout and I copped sass from this like fifty kilo uh, bloke who was serving us, who just looked at me and said, "Medium?" Question <laughs> mark. And I'm like, "Fuck off, mate." <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely medium. You got to lay off that kimchi, buddy. Come on, mate. <laughs> I don't come. I don't come to where you work and tell you. Oh, hold on, <laughs> mate. Bottomless kimchi. It is not being kind. Shut up. <laughs> Fermented cabbage. <laughs> it's good for you. It's, it's still a vegetable. So underpants never ever run out of them when you head to Korea. No. Make sure you pack dutifully. Yeah, you need you need to basically doomsday prep when you come over here because just buying the basics are fucking unbelievably hard to do. It's ridiculous that you can more easily buy dried pressed fermented squid than you can a pair of underpants. In fact, I'd say that we were so close last night to actually just wearing media, media maker and buying <laughs> wearing dried pressed squid of dried pressed and squid. fashioning our own underpants out of them. <laughs> uh, uh, sir, what do you need 17 packets of dried squid and this sewing kit for? Fuck you is what? <laughs> Shut up and eat it. <laughs> right, so... 
Snow. It, oh my god, huge! Yeah, it snowed last night. It was the best. We were children, and everything was great. It was so good. I thought it was just fog. No, I woke Rig up after he finished doing his data entry to go. Hey, mate, it's snowing. You might want to see this. And I said, fuck off. Yeah, that was your initial reaction. And then the curiosity got the better of you. And like two infants, we stood in the fucking window and watched snow. Yeah. It was Miracle on 34th Street. It was amazing. I regret nothing. (laughs) So once we finish recording this, we're going out into the streets to to basically just uh, relish being in a city that's just uh, that's just had snow in it, because obviously in Australia that doesn't happen. If nope. it does, something has gone very wrong. That is nuclear winter. It's not when good. it starts snowing, we're going to be like, oh no, quick, Kim Jong Un's press the button to the bunker. <laughs> All right. So after that, and once the snow is settled, oh. the dust is really settled on this other thing. Oh my god! So we brought you a story not too long ago. About the Russian curler who got done for meldonium, which is a, a growth hormone. Yeah. And he's tested negative. He finally came out and admitted it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so odd. Like, the whole thing is so bizarre. It is bizarre. Um, so what we're getting from... And, and a, when we say sources inside the Olympic Village, uh, we're being legit with this one. We're, we're being fed information from within the uh, the athlete fraternity yeah. that there is some seriously dodgy house of cards-esque shit <laughs> going down with um with this Russian doping thing. And effectively what's happened is this curler has been uh, his A sample was failed, then his B sample was failed. So the court of arbitration for sports like, great, well, he's fucking guilty. Yeah. This guy's denied it the entire time. He yeah. said, no, nope, I know who it was. My drink got spiked in a training camp. Uh, it's I'm being framed, etc." <laughs> All of a sudden, yesterday, he admits it and yeah. cops it and says, uh, and says yep, uh, it was me. Then this other strange shit starts happening, which is... Basically, the Russians want to be able to march under their own flag at the closing ceremony. And the only way that was going to happen was if this thing got very cleanly buried. So it seems like this guy has taken some kind of doping plea bargain. Yeah. And so he's, he's the fall guy. He's only got two years. He's got a two year ban. Which is because it's, it's meant to be. Four. Four years. Yeah. So you miss the next Olympics. Yeah. So he's not going to miss the next Olympics. He gets a two-year ban, which in curling is a fucking six-week holiday. Which is great, because it's like, they'll be like, okay, you're going to have to sit to the side and not train or anything. And so when he comes back from two years, he's going to have the exact same exact bod same skills and skill and level. <laughs> so uh, then, then the IOC's come out and basically they're about to announce that the Russians will be allowed to... Uh, march under their own flag yep. and their own banner. All of the other noise from all of the other Olympic countries was this is proof that the Russians haven't changed and they will never change. Yep. Ban them from the next Olympics completely and don't let them back into world sport until there's an independent review. Yeah, And the IOC seemed to be doing some back alley deals with uh, with the Russians, which includes... IOC president, 
No. Thomas Bach. No. Who met Rus- Russian presidential aide Igor Levitin on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, we remembered this, yeah. And the South Korean president Moon Jae-in hailing the participation of the Olympic athletes from Russia as having made the games better yesterday. What? Yep. And uh, the Russians just paid a $15 million fine. Oh. Direct to the IOC. I bet. Uh, and effectively, this whole thing stinks. Yes. It's, it really, really stinks. But on top of all this, the curling coach from Russia, who is... Oh, God. He is yeah, an a, old he's... school conspiracy theorist. He's the sort of guy that runs a fucking MySpace <laughs> Even though no one still has a MySpace, and it's just things like "Why Jews are responsible for 9/11." <laughs> just a really weird. There's a weird unhinged cat. He's not. He's not with it because he's effectively come out and cut against the grain of all of this shit and started doing press conferences. And oh, I imagine no. that he will be dead soon. <laughs> so cat, catch Sergey Belanov while you still can. He effectively has come out and said, I believe Kruzelnitsky was framed. It's just stupid to use a single dose of meldonium. It does not work that way. The drug needs a course to restore the heart muscle. My first question here is, do all Russian coaches know intimately how doping works? Yeah, exactly. He, ba- just, he just pulls out a fucking periodic table of element style graph from yeah, his pocket. And yeah. He's just like... Meldonium, that's not right. No, that's not how that works. That's a three-course one. He's holding a small centrifuge in his left hand. (laughs) Yeah. But he then goes... uh, He then goes one step further, and by that I mean a million steps further, (laughs) and jumps jumps the shark and says this. I have a complete analogy with what is happening in Syria with chemical attacks. How is it organized there? The gang, covered by the US Army, brings chlorine and infects territory. Then the guys in white arrive. They take off all this nonsense primitively and rudely, although it is clear that everything is sewn with white threads. What? What the fuck? What does that mean? I don't know. I've read it a dozen times. What a bizarre bucket of words. (laughs) I think he absolutely walked into a press conference and went, okay, I wonder if I just say consonants (laughs) and hope that they form actual words that they'll print this. What weird, illegal doping shit was in his bloodstream when he fucking spoke to reporters? And no, well, I think that it's quite clear that the curlers are the, the primary dopers of our age. <laughs> he's, ta- he's taken, just like the fucking squid logo, he's taken all his crack for the week. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's where it's at with the Russian doping. I imagine uh, that if this goes the way that we think it will, then you will not hear from us again. Nope. And we'll be snuffed out pretty quick. I don't think anyone will ever hear anything about this Russian doping thing ever again. This yeah, I don't is, think so either. It's going to be buried. It's, this thing is about to go deep underground, and uh, and all of a sudden the Russians will be appearing to play nice, etc. Where Call us cynical, but we have been here for two weeks, and we have seen how, how the Russians are interacting with different different people and we've spoken to a lot of olympic athletes and there is not a lot of good sentiment going around about uh about the russian team so having said that let's move on to another (laughs) curling i was about to say where is that segue going having said that beer yeah having having said that curling 
they love to get on it. Both <laughs> doping and beers. Yes. Because if you've uh, seen any of the social media stuff going around in yeah. the last 24 hours. Twitter sphere lighting up. Yeah. Here's Rachel Harmon from Homan. Canada. Homan. Um, her husband was watching one of her games at 9am Korean time. Mm. It was a do or die. Yep. Semi-final against Japan. Yep. Absolutely. Um, he is pictured at 9am double fisting his third and fourth beers for the day, <laughs> which I get as an Aussie. Yeah. Like, I appreciate that. And yeah. I appreciate him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but as you can imagine, some questions were raised over his possible alcoholism because there is, even in the biggest of benders, um, there's there's a general rule that until midday, you you kind of like you can have two. <laughs> it's it, it's it's two. No, like it's a written rule, like fish on Good Friday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like two before ten or ten after two. Yeah. He's, he, he's gone four before nine, yeah. which is not a thing. No. But he's also immediately become the people's hero. Oh, yeah. And we would like to... We already have a Canadian ambassador, or two Canadian ambassadors, in Bill yeah. and Bonnie Bram. But it's time for us to expand our cabinet. And we think that the Rigistani ambassador for foreign affairs and trade... <laughs> Needs to be Rachel Homan's husband. We will find out his name. I imagine it's probably something super, super Canadian like Bill. His name is Sean Germain. Sean Germain, welcome to Rigistan, Sean. Welcome to Rigistan. I love this as well. Uh, one of the better parts. I mean, he obviously exploded. He finally saw it. Not People... literally, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, his response was, you can judge all you want. The stress level is high. I'm not a drunk. I'm just Canadian. Love it. He's perfect. Send it to Prit. That's it. I'm not a drunk. I'm just Rigistani. <laughs> we can edit that. Of course we can. But at the same time, this isn't the first time that people, a family of Olympians, have just absolutely gotten on it in the morning. Because Red Gerard the kid who famously went on a Netflix binge the night before his <laughs> snowboard event, missed, uh, slept through his alarm, couldn't find his own coat. He's like the ultimate awkward teenage kid that drops your taco in the deep fryer on The Simpsons. <laughs> and, he, and he sort of he rocks up and he's all bleary-eyed. When he won a gold medal, he screamed, holy fuck, straight down the camera. <laughs> um, his family was Snapchatting him before his event. Yeah. Of them shotgunning beers on a bus. <laughs> and that is when I think you go, I have the best family in the world. Oh, yeah. When when you get a, a fucking video from your dad and he's just inhaled a 600 mil tin <laughs> just before you, you charge off on uh, your debut Olympics, you got it. Your family must know you inside out. Oh, yeah. Because that would throw some people for a loop. I wonder what it would be like if it was just like, hey, Son, we're so proud of you. Can't wait for your first race. All of a sudden, his keys are in his hand, and he just punctures a PBR. Woo! Red! 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 Oh, that's so fucking good. hell. Anyway, yeah. So this, uh, so this kid is basically. Uh, not only got a fucking ripper family, but also for some reason he's gone back to the US, even though he competes again on Saturday. I think. 
Oh, what? Because he wanted a burrito. What? Yeah, this kid won a gold medal, then said, I need American food. So, like, one of the biggest ballers on the planet got on a plane, went back to the US, I imagine basically just bought up an entire Taco Bell, then went back to the airport. <laughs> I don't understand, Rick. Oh, mate. I've this, got no more. This, You're looking this, at me this, like this I need to give you more answers, and that's all the info that I have. This kid's off chops. I love it. He's amazing. He's he's fucking great. Um, so that brings us to Donut Spotlight. Yes, we've only got a couple of shows left, and that means that we are really starting to get into the fringe. Mm. You know, nations, and nothing is more fringe than the tiny nation of San Marino. Yes, <laughs> I was really hoping you were going to do this. <laughs> right. San Marino. So, San Marino is a tiny little enclave within Italy. Yeah. It's really, really small. Uh, it actually claims to be the oldest independent state in the world when some bloke founded it in 301 AD. Perfect. And so, it's, it's also considered to be the oldest constitutional republic. Their governing documents uh, apparently were written up in the 16th century and they're still governed by those. Nice. Uh, so, obviously, this place is like old as hell. Yep. Which... <laughs> it is very uh, like leather-bound book smelly. Oh, yeah. It's it's old as hell, but that kind of reflects in its Winter Olympics as they only sent their first female athlete in 2014 oh, after going fuck? to every Olympics since 76. Well, uh, that's, that's fairly progressive. Yeah. So they also created history that Olympics as they left Sochi with zero results from two athletes, one disqualification and one DNF. Well, uh, that's that's what you pay the big bucks for, though. Like, if you're San Marino, um, finishing is for is for chumps. If yeah. You, if you if you finish, then you must you must get gold. Yeah. If you're not going to win, don't finish because then it's like a batting average in cricket. Yeah. No it's one can ever not, say you finished ninety six. Yeah. They're like, oh, what happened? And you're like, oh, calf calf troubles. <laughs> I had retired I, early. I, I, had a, I had a gear problem. Yeah. <laughs> So, San Marino's specialty, if you very, very loosely want to call it that, which we do, is alpine skiing. Oh, I don't feel like it is. And in particular, slalom. So, 95% of the athletes they've sent to the Winter Olympics at all time have been alpine skiers. Okay. Notoriously difficult event to win. Oh, yeah. Unless you're a snowboarder from the Czech Republic. And you hate your knees. (laughs) So... The, I can say with absolutely zero certainty that their most successful games was the 84 Olympics in Sarajevo. Uh, it was a 40th place finish oh. for Francesco Cardelli, but I can't tell how many people were in the full race. So it was just the lowest number that I saw. Oh, no. Oh, Rig. Research. Oh. <laughs> you have phoned this in. <laughs> 40 of question mark. 40 of question mark. That's, a, li- that's, literally, fact. that's literally what Wikipedia said. Fucking, mate, all you've done is read out the history of the nation. Which is te- which is interesting. <laughs> which is very interesting. Then tell me that they're basically massive misogynists, which they clearly are. Yeah. And that some bloke finished 40 of Batman symbol. More facts, hey? Well... Uh- <laughs> Here comes some. 
look, I can't really, you're right, okay? I can't really be too hard on a country which has 34,000 people. That's, yeah, like, you, we gotta cut these guys some slack. We yeah. were, we were hoeing into Iceland and they have 340,000. Yeah. And they've won no medals either. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, look, yeah, maybe I've been a bit harsh. 34,000 people, they hold the distinction of being the only country on earth where vehicles outnumber people. So. <laughs> That is one of the best facts. What this, the fuck? This whole thing. How is that even? This, why? This whole thing was based around that one fact. Oh, you've you've built this. It's like an onion. I've I've built a castell, oh. a human tower, full facts, full of facts. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. So this Olympics, Alessandro Mariotti represented San Marino in. You guessed it, slalom. Oh, and do, giant slalom. How do you? Which as we've as we've already ascertained. Are the same fucking thing, just one is a little yep. bit faster. Yep. So he DNF'd one and came 65th in the other. Oh, gentle- 65. A, a gentleman 65. Yeah, 65 out of 69. The, the, the old prince symbol. So, <laughs> the, look, let's look. The, the future does not look too bright, okay? The odds of the sun burning out is, is shorter yeah. than San Marino winning a medal. Oh, by a fucking long way. In the Winter Olympics. But. The Summer Olympics is a bit of a different story uh, because they're actually quite adept shooters for some reason. Why, uh, why do they do biathlon? If they love skiing and they love shooting. Stop making so much fucking sense. Mate, stop bringing just facts. <laughs> they would have actually been the smallest nation ever to medal because the smallest nation is, is Granada. Um, so oh. they, they have about 107,000 people that want a gold, which is amazing. Yeah, the 400. Um, they would have been, but San Marino would have been the smallest nation ever to win... Uh, to win a medal, when in London 2012, um, there was a there was a lady by the name of Alessandra Perilli, and she was in the women's trap final in yep. shooting. She ended up in a three way tie for second. But what happens in that oh, thing is it's a off. shoot off, and she was the first to miss, so she got fourth. Oh no! That would have been oh, huge. No. I mean, you think we were going off at Hungary today? Holy shit! Like if San Marino won a medal, my fucking head would explode. Yeah. That's a three-way tie for second, and you finish fourth. It's brutal. Fucking hell. And we thought the Kiwis were getting a fucking stiff rub. Yeah, I know. Yeah, San Marino couldn't couldn't get rub of the green that day. No. And, I, like, who knows? Literally, who knows? When they'll next when, get a shot. Yeah, when they'll get a shot like that again. No, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, okay. Well, the, the good news here is that at the end of um at the end of this entire winter olympic experience obviously we'll start looking towards tokyo yeah um and as we've discovered from this olympics our media accreditation for tokyo needed to be in yesterday, yesterday. <laughs> but <laughs> but the summer olympics are a festival of minnows yeah. winter olympics huge funding gap yep. huge resource gap like literally snow and ice are the fucking predominant things that you need and most of the planet doesn't have those. Yeah, exactly. And the great thing about the the chances of a minnow breaking the duck is is a lot higher. So out Big of time. out of almost two hundred countries that are in the Olympics, uh, a bit over half have won medals. Yeah, so See, then, I think and, it was one hundred and six or one hundred and seven. And there we go. And there's also a lot more events. Um, and also it's not minus a thousand. Yeah, exactly. So it, it would be it would be that. pretty fucking nice to wear a t shirt. I, I I packed so many t shirts. You're an idiot. I, I packed so You're poorly. You're an idiot. Yeah, but I, we also we have we have all of the dumb clothes here. 
That's fair enough. I'm calling you an idiot. I brought eight pairs of underpants for a on an 18 day expedition. <laughs> yeah, okay, sweet. Well, that's all we got time for. We will see you guys tomorrow. See you guys.